We used to be cool, a podcast for moms. We hope you'll join us each week as we pause the craziness to remember that we're not alone and that being a mom is actually really cool. Hey, everybody, welcome back to We Used to Be Cool. Um, if you noticed last week, we didn't have an episode, we had two people reach out about it. One was our <laughs> grandma, <laughs> and everything's fine. <laughs> I had just gotten back from Disney, and I also just had a really bad day the day we were supposed to record. I got in a minor car accident it was not my fault um and I was just not feeling it so we um skipped and just decided that um I'm sure everyone's gonna be really disappointed but (laughs) as as I like to do I do just want to shout out Angie Brock thank you for asking Angie (laughs) Angie and Connie Roderick the only two people who questioned where we were um but we're back this week and we're excited um it's just us tonight and we're just gonna chat really about what's been going on lately and um hannah's going to share some stuff about what the lord's been teaching her over the last few weeks um so yeah we're excited all right well first off zanny i think most people know that you were in disney world from your instagram (laughs) so go ahead tell us how it was Uh, i want to know everything according to ethan the listeners are dying to hear about Disney World. I don't think it's true. But um, it was fun. The kids were really good and it was very tiring. I feel like we're still recovering. I let Moses skip school Friday because he just was still so tired um, just being off schedule and routine. But they had so much fun. And I feel like we really did everything there was to do. Like we really took advantage of all of our time and um, we were with my in-laws, which was really fun and helpful just to have extra hands for sure. Um, and yeah, I think everybody had a lot of fun. We rode everything. We ate everything. We did every show you can think of. So it was good. It was have, really good. I have a good question actually that I would ask. I should have told you this beforehand in case you don't have an answer, Uh-oh. but if you were going back or say you had to go back next week, what would be like one hack or something that you would do differently? Yeah. Now that you've been there for a full week, like, is there something you would change or do different or like something that would be, yeah, a hack helpful? First of all, please don't make me go back next week. I'm so tired. <laughs> Second of all, um, the only thing I would say, and I said this before we went, was that we had five park days, which is so many park days. And I said before we went that we were going to leave in the middle of the day and take a break. And the first three days, we did not do that. And the last two, we did. And it was so much more fun when we took a break. The kids played at the pool. Sunny took a long nap. And then we could push through and do the fireworks and do the nighttime stuff and they weren't so exhausted. So, I mean, that's a hack. That's not really a hack. I feel like people already know that, but I just feel like it's worth it if you have really little kids to let them have a break. Yeah. And honestly, it was nice for us, like change clothes, take your shoes off for a little bit, have, you know, like, I don't know. And even lay at the pool. Like it was so fun. Those last two days that we did that, I was like, why didn't we do this? Like we said we were going to. Well, then you get caught up. You're like, well, oh my gosh, well now it's already four o'clock. We might as well just stay, eat dinner, and then we'll go back. Like we just kept getting distracted by stuff. And it's crazy how you think you have such a long day because we did like quote unquote rope drop every day, but still it goes by so fast. All of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, once you've like scheduled out your day, you do this show and this stuff, and all of a sudden it's 4.30 and you're like, oh my heaven. So that would be my only thing is just to take more breaks and not feel like you're missing out by taking a break. Mm-hmm. Because on the days we took breaks, 
our nights were so much more fun mm-hmm. because the kids were happier. So then we're all happier. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. No, I agree completely. I've never not taken a break. Well, the only I've only been twice with kids, and we always took breaks on the days. Especially if you're staying. I think it's different. Like, I talked to my friend, um, Hope, who went right before us, and they weren't staying on property. So that's different because it is harder oh, yeah. to get back and forth to the park. But if you're staying there, it's so easy to just hop on the bus or hop on the Skyliner and hop right back on when you're done with your break. Like, mm-hmm. it's just not as complicated. So, yeah. Definitely. Well, I love Disney World, and I <laughs> I just wished I was there the whole time you were there. That, that is Ethan. so fun. It was really fun, and, like, it's so, something about it is, like, liberating, even when your kids are being fussy, because you'll see another family whose kid's having a meltdown, like, 10 minutes later. It's just, like, mm-hmm. no one's, at Disney World, no one is, like, oh, my gosh, that kid is being crazy, or, like, no one makes you feel like your kid is misbehaving, because everyone understands that like our kids are all tired mm-hmm. our kids are all out of their element so something about that was like comforting to me like, I totally agree with that and I feel like my clients are always like Yo, you're crazy to go to Disney World with those little kids and I'm like we could do this or we could like go to the mountains but like why would we and the mountains are great but I'm just like it's so kid friendly that it ends up you're you just feel so comfortable because there's a million kids everywhere right and you're yeah like you're saying if your kid's having a meltdown no one's like why do you have them here anyways? Everyone's like, we, <laughs> exactly. we understand. Right. It'll be our kid in the next 30 minutes. Yes, Don't worry. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so. Speaking of fun places. <laughs> kid friendly. <laughs> Last weekend, we had to go to a um, birthday party at Flip and Fly. And I was like, oh, golly, I'm not going to enjoy this. This is going to be rough. Had y'all been before? Yeah, I had been. Not with Hank, but I've definitely been with Fletcher. But Judson's always there, too, I guess. Mm. And um, I took them and wasn't looking forward to it. It's had very low expectations, and they had a blast. And they stayed in the kitty area the whole time. It's fenced in, so I just sat there and watched them run around. I felt like it was like taking your dog to the dog park, where you're just like, oh, my word, they're having so much fun and getting all their energy out. I just have to sit here and watch. They were just running in circles, a tiny fenced-in area, and I'm like, Oh my word, they have this every every week. You can like jump for free as an adult and like it's cheaper at 10 a.m. So today I was like, I'm going again. <laughs> and she invited us. One week later and um, I had really high hopes because I was like, that was a blast last weekend. This is going to be great. And it was um, nuts and <laughs> I will never be going back to <laughs> <laughs> it also is just funny like the first week you went you had low expectations yes. and it turned out great next week you have high expectations and it turns out terribly it's like yes. you have to just go into everything with low expectations yes exactly and I'm like this is going to be so easy and fun just like last week I'm about to start doing this every week and these kids love it well they were way more comfortable with the big section Hank was wanting to stay in the ninja warrior thing and like I was having to climb in the foam pit and get him out and Fletcher is crying about something else and it just was, it's it wasn't also, terrible, but no. it was exactly what people don't like about Flip and Fly, like chaotic uh-huh. and crazy. Yeah. I mean, when you're an adult having to get a pregnant lady, actually, me, getting into that foam pit and getting out, and I'm just like carrying my toddler as he's like crying and reaching for the whatever that Ninja Warrior stuff is with eight-year-olds running around us. Right. It just wasn't great. That's the hard part, too, with Sonny and Hank's age is, is they're, like, they don't understand their limits, really. And they're just trying to keep up with the ki- big kids, and it's hard to 
to convince them that that's not what they want to do. Whereas then like the opposite end of that is they get a little bit older than they're scared of everything. They're like at that in between where like nothing is intimidating. Exactly. And I feel like someone recently told me, oh, 18 months. Yeah. And I haven't really thought about this before. And then I actually agree. But like she was like 18 months is like to me one of the hardest ages. And now that I've done it twice, I understand because they don't understand they understand half of it and don't Uh under and you don't know what they understand and you're not really ready for full consequences of any kind but you're just like no and like still like Hank just outside had a stick and I'm like I can't just say don't hit her with that stick like he's gonna hit with the stick you know and then you're like take it away from him and he starts screaming and you're just it is hard you can't have like a conversation like you two you can kind of talk things out a little bit more yeah yeah and 18 months is rough because they can do so many. Yeah. And That's they're not true. afraid of anything. Like Hank was trying to get on the tightrope or whatever that was. It's also he hard the to like. And try to get on. <laughs> <laughs> like, to know what the appropriate consequence is. It's like, what is the consequence for an 18 month old? Like, right. it's hard to know that too. I remember that. Even one. like sitting out for 90 seconds. You no. know, like a minute and a, a half. A time out. Do. Well, that's how we, we, were, we struggled so much with Moses. I remember because we felt like we had just gotten Murphy like. He's getting it. He's got consequences. Uh-huh. He understands consequences. But then Moses was like, it, once we hit that age, it felt like he was out of control. But it was because like we didn't know what we didn't remember what we had done. It was yeah. like, how did we handle this before? It's like you forget. Um, so I guess we're heading that direction with Sunny now. But. Yeah, totally. It's just not the easiest age. It's still really cute and sweet, but it's also very much like, what are we doing and how do we handle right. this? Okay, so you want to shift gears now to yeah, definitely. Um, last week at church or last few weeks, I guess, um, we've been doing this series called mastermind, which is all about like, um, controlling, not controlling your thoughts, but just like holding your thoughts captive and like knowing things that aren't true and like recognizing when, you know, maybe you have these kind of lies that you tell yourself about yourself or about the world um, and just kind of being able to determine what those strongholds are in your life and be able to kind of break free from them, Um, which, you know, mental health is such a big part of all of our lives in 2024, I feel like. And so it was just a really good series. And Hannah has some stuff that she felt like she really took away from it. So we can just start with that if you want to, Hannah. We can just kind of bounce back and forth. Yeah, because he just talked a lot about stronghold, like everyone has a stronghold and figuring out what your stronghold is and then finding scripture to um, like combat that, fight it, right? And like replacing these negative thoughts with positive thoughts. We can't just take a negative thought away. We have to um, replace it with a positive thought. With the thought. truth. With the truth. Yes, exactly. So I was like praying about it and thinking about it, which is what he encouraged us to do through the weeks is just like figure out what your stronghold is. And I just, it hit me one morning when I was praying that my stronghold is not feeling like I'm enough and realizing that I am literally striving in every area of my life. I'm like, I'm not doing this enough. I'm not doing that enough. This isn't good enough. That's not good enough. I'm not working out enough, whatever it is is like the word enough in general is just my stronghold. And I was like blown away by that. Really what made me think about it was in the sermon, in one of the sermons, he said, God can never love you more. It's impossible for God to love you more than he loves you right now in this very moment. And I was thinking that was like the most basic knowledge for believers 
but it hit me different in that service. And I was just sitting there thinking like, you think this, it's like, I, did, I don't think about that applying to me or even that it needs to apply to me because I've been a, you know, Christian since I was eight years old. But then I'm just thinking about it and I'm like, oh my word, like, I feel like I'm not enough in every area. And so I was just praying about it the next morning and I just realized that like God loves me so much and like I am enough the exact way I am. I was like realizing and felt like the Lord told me like, even if you lay in bed today all day long and you don't do anything and you just sit here like, like a piece of couch potato, (laughs) like Moses, like I still look at you the same way I looked at you yesterday or whatever. And so I was just jotting down in my quiet time, like some things that I feel like are examples of that enoughness and like I have it written down but like I'll be like I'll cook a meal and I'll be like that meal wasn't good enough like that was not good and then I'm like I don't even cook I don't cook enough is another thing that I think I'm like I don't mm-hmm. cook enough we got takeout last night or we're eating whatever we're eating you know and or happy meals yeah and like um I didn't do enough laundry today that workout wasn't enough even though I am working out I'm like oh that wasn't enough time but even back in the day when I was working out you know, six days a week, five days a week before I had kids, I still, if you would have asked me, I would be like, no, I don't really, not enough. You know, like everything is like, I just feel like. That's a common phrase. I feel like too now when you just said that, like, are you, I don't know if someone asks you something, not enough, like whatever it is. I don't know. That's just funny. What do you mean? Like in that same way, like, do you work, do you work out? Not enough. Do you, do you, you know what I mean? Like, um, do you like to cook? Not enough. I don't know. Just like, does that make sense? Yeah. That's true. I feel like that's the thing for moms. Like I, we talked about this, but just like that's such a problem with women in general, I think. But like with moms, especially just feeling like there's always something we could be doing better mm-hmm. or always uh, something we could be doing more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like especially because of social media or comparing yourself to other moms who are just like killing it. You're like, Oh, you know, there's always somebody who you think is doing, doing it better than you are. Mm-hmm. No matter who you are, the mm-hmm. best, we, who we think is the best mom in the world has someone that they're looking up to. Mm-hmm. Like it's, yeah, totally. There's no one, you know, everyone feels that way. I think to an extent. Yeah, definitely. Cause like, even if you're ta- thinking about like our last couple of episodes, like with Jane and then with Becky, they both mentioned other moms and we're like, you, you should be on our podcast. Cause we think you're a great mom. And then they're like, Oh, this mom, she is like, she should get mom of the year. Uh-huh. And this mom, I'm not even going to say her name. Cause she would be like, what? But I think that she's the best, you know? And so That's we're so always, true. yeah, comparing and whatever. Um, so those are some of my like enough examples, but even like my house isn't clean enough. Like if someone's coming over, I'm like my house isn't clean enough. But even mm-hmm. if I clean up all day, I'm like, well, honestly, it's not enough because we're just going to make it a mess in the morning mm-hmm. or whatever. It's like... It'll do. Yes. Now. And then, like, even my kids aren't eating healthy enough or I didn't drink enough water. Like, mm-hmm. the word enough, I realize, is in my head constantly. I'm constantly feeling that way. And so I just ended up finding some scripture, obviously, about that. But I also wrote down that morning, I, f- I filled up a whole page of just things that I felt like the Lord was telling me and I wrote down I have a whiteboard in my bathroom which is kind of weird but I highly recommend it because it's you always stand in your bathroom you're brushing your teeth or flossing or taking off your makeup and I'm always thinking about stuff especially when I'm brushing my teeth that two minutes with that electric toothbrush is the longest two minutes of my life (laughs) and um so I'll change I'll just write things down that I'm like oh yeah I need to do this I need to do that and um I usually have scripture up there or something 
but I have up there right now, like, I praise you because I'm enough for you. And I just th- say that to the Lord every day. And I realized that I think a major thing that I realized was like, I, as we know that we are God's children. And I was like, I felt like the Lord was telling me, I look at you the way that you look at Fletcher and Hank. Mm-hmm. Like, like I adore you. Everything you do, he thinks it's cute. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he thinks I'm adorable. He thinks I'm so cute. <laughs> but like, but no, like there's nothing they could do that was like bad enough to change the way you view them. Yes, even when or they're change in the how worst much you mood love them, and they're cranky or whatever. Right. But like, and I said, and he, I felt like said to me, like I'm looking at. He looks at me with eyes of love and gentleness and adoration, the way that I look at my kids. And um, that he made me the way that I am and I'm doing a good job and that he loves my heart and he's gentle with me and like he's my shepherd, I'm his sheep um, and just like everything I'm doing is enough. And like if I didn't even do one more thing, he wouldn't love me any more or less than he does in this very moment. And I just think that also I wrote down like he created my body and I'm enough just the way I am. If I never worked out another day in my life or, you know, anything working out, eating healthy. Of course, it's important to take care of your body, but like it doesn't change the way he views me and I am enough the exact way that I am right now. And so it's just something that I think can probably resonate like you were saying with a lot of moms, but definitely something that's been changing my mindset lately. Even with gaining weight with this pregnancy, I'm just like, I don't know if it's because it's my third or what, but I'm just like, (laughs) it is what it is. And I also can't recommend breaking free from body shame enough because that's just changed my mindset with my body as well. I know I feel like I need to reread that right now. Um, But I also was going to say like once you, and part of this was part of the message too at church was like the first step in this is like figuring out your stronghold. Like you figured out what yours is and now you're like, you recognize it when it's happening and can call it out for what it is. And and rec- and know that it's not the truth and replace it with truth. And so I think if yours is not, you know, if you're listening and yours is not being that being enough is not a struggle for you, then there's something else. Everyone has something that causes mm-hmm. them to believe things about themselves that that aren't true, um, or to doubt who they are in the Lord. And I feel like it's just if you can take the time. I figured mine out. I mine came like popped in my head instantly when he was even just talking about strongholds. But I just feel like. Um, once you do and can recognize it, it's so beneficial. It's like, even the, like the breaking free from body shame. It's like, once I read that, it was like, you start noticing it more often. Like mm-hmm. once, it, once you're aware of it, it's just of easy. Those, those thoughts. Yeah. Of mm-hmm. those kind of thoughts about yourself or whatever it is. Like you can nip them in the butt a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really good. I like that. So, well, what do you want to share what yours is or you don't? Um, I mean, I can, I feel like it's similar. Mine's just, I'm constantly worried about what other people think about me. Oh, right. Um, which also comes from our Enneagram. It's also part of our Enneagram numbers, which I love to talk about as well, but go on. But, um, mine's just like, um, if someone sends me a text that isn't over the top friendly, I automatically assume that somehow I've upset them and they're upset with me, Mm -hmm. Um, which is not the case. I mean, nine times out of 10, it's not true at all. But I feel like that's Satan being like, nobody likes you. Mm -hmm. They don't like you. You're annoying. Or they know that you said this or did this or like, 
I don't know. It's hard mm-hmm. to explain because it's literally so psychotic. Um, but I just it's am very not. concerned with um, what other people think. Yeah, which is part of being a three on the Enneagram and just feeling like, um, what is your core or like your, um, sorry, we can. Your motivation. Yeah, your motivation. My- the core motivation is like the need to, what did I say? Admiration. Admiration. To be admired, to be liked, to feel like. Yeah, people like you, literally. Um, and so it's hard for me to not do that. And even to the point where I'm like putting ideas about other people in my head, like I'm sure they found that really annoying when I said this, or I'm sure. And like, so I'll go and apologize to people for things and they'll be like, I didn't think about that. Or I didn't even notice that. Or I didn't even hear that. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, it's like, this is what I tell teenagers all the time when I was a teacher. It's like, trust me, everyone else is cares more about themselves than you. Mm -hmm. But in my mind, they must be thinking about me and talking about me, Mm -hmm. which is obviously very self-absorbed to even think. But that's where I get, I can get spiral and get extremely anxious and like sick to my stomach Mm -hmm. if I think I've upset someone. someone. Mm -hmm. Um, Or like I'll get in my head so much I'll think that like you and mom are probably talking bad about me, (laughs) which is crazy. I know. And I'll be like, I'll like send a text to like feel it out. Like, let's see if how they respond to this. And then I'll know if they're upset or not. Okay. This is interesting. Mom, are you listening? (laughs) (laughs) Not just y'all, but I'll do it to other people too. Like if I haven't heard from someone in a while, I'll be like, I better send them a text and just see how they respond because maybe I've upset them and I didn't even know. Uh It's really weird. Yeah. But, but also, like, constantly. Like, especially, it's crazy you using the word annoying because, like, no one has ever found you annoying. You don't have an annoying personality by any stretch of the imagination. Well, you're my best friend. Yeah, Everyone I, is my best friend. Annoying is not <laughs> a word I would use. Well, but, I just think I can, like, I don't know. We don't have to talk no, about yeah. why I think I'm annoying. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Well, I'm very self-conscious about people thinking I'm intimidating, so. <laughs> and you're not. No, I'm just quiet, okay? <laughs> oh my gosh anyway say all that to say everyone has something that they struggle with and that's from satan Mm -hmm. and that's not something from the lord and if it's causing you fear or anxiety it's not from him and so just remembering that and replacing it with the truth and a verse that i have been reading this week and thinking about a lot is about satan um prowling around like a lion looking for someone to devour and he is our ultimate enemy and we have to pray against that and recognize. And that's another thing that he talked about in that sermon series was like, it would be so nice if Satan did show up the way that we imagine him in a little red suit with a with horns, a tail, and a um, pitchfork or whatever. But he doesn't. And he disguises himself and makes every, you know, whatever. The and there's whole, no one that's safe from that. Like, exactly. Everybody. We have the Holy Spirit, but we right. have to be... Vigilant. Um, vigilant for sure. And praying against that and setting our minds on the Lord from the minute we wake up. And praying that for our kids and our spouse and our other family members. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, anyways. Yes, we should move on to something a little more um, Light. lighthearted instead of Satan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, is there anything um that's been like motherhood just something that's on your mind like uh something that's been going well or not so well but I don't know does that make sense I mean yeah I guess I kind of already mentioned the 18 month thing though oh yeah true I don't know what else to anything else I well I did um listen to a really good podcast 
um, from this lady. Honestly, we could probably get her on our show, I feel like. But um, the 1,000 hours outside that oh, I told yeah. you about. And she just talks, like, her main mission is, like, for children. She thinks that children should be spending, uh, probably adults too, but I guess um, it's called her, like, hashtag and her book is called 1,000 Hours Outside. And I've just been really thinking about that. And my kids spend a lot of time outside, and I'm so thankful for that. Um, and that we live in a place where it's not, you don't have, you know, seven months of winter here. Yeah, exactly. It's, or snow all the time or something where you can't be outside. But she's just talking about even how simple it can be. And I've just been thinking about that a lot. She's like, sometimes it takes, you know, a child 45 minutes. It could take them for um, the... <laughs> Oh gosh, by the turtle. Um, <laughs> but um, get it could take them up to forty five minutes to even come up with the thing that they want to play. Like if you if we took our kids to a grassy field with like a creek and sticks and leaves, like it could take them that long. So don't just they just have to. It just takes kids some time, but they will figure out something. Yeah, to like play. after it's, ten minutes, they're bored. Let's go. Yeah. Like that's the temptation. I and think she's like, no, they could literally start taking leaves and sticks and like trying to make a boat and float it down the creek or whatever. And so I'm just trying to remember the simplicity of being outside and not having to be like, all right, this is what we're gonna do. Come on, let's grab the ball and do this, or grab this, or get your bikes. But just like, let's go outside. Mm-hmm. And run around, do whatever you want. And they love being outside, and it's so good for them mentally, physically, everything. Um, so that's something that I've been thinking about a lot is just spending as much time as possible outside. And it's, what about you? I think it's better for moms, too, to be outside. Like, I always think I don't want to go outside. I'm like, let's just, don't you want to play in this rainbow? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> or something like, don't you want to, let's just play something in here. Even mm-hmm. if it's coloring, not watching TV, but like, let's just color or let's just because I want to do stuff in the house mm-hmm. it, that's like a selfish reason like mm-hmm. I really need to empty the dishwasher so why don't y'all just because there are those ages where they can't just go play outside by themselves um and so I feel like it's hard for me to kind of I think it's better for me as a mom because then I don't have a choice but to just play and watch and spend time with them mm-hmm. whereas inside there's all these things that take my attention away from them mm-hmm. or I'm like all of a sudden, I'm noticing that, you know, the shower hadn't been scrubbed in a couple of weeks and I'm in there. You know, it's like yeah, finding other things to do. So, I think it's also good for moms, too, is all I was going to say. Um, I, I was I thought about that this morning, actually, during my quiet time. The uh, from Luke 10 keeps coming up and, like, everything, for some reason, you know, like, sometimes you're just like, golly, why is this popping up so much? Yeah. And so, at the end of Luke 10, when Jesus goes to Mary and Martha's house and Martha's, like, working so hard in the kitchen she's and Mary's sitting at Jesus's feet and she's like won't you tell her to come help me because she's doing all the chores and cooking all the food and he says like she's chosen what's best and it's not going to be taken away from taken away from her and when it popped up in my quiet time again this morning I was like okay Lord what are you like I want to know what I'm trying to learn from this like why is this popping up so much and you're just like layering it on and I don't know for sure but (laughs) I've definitely um can get overwhelmed with the chores. So today I decided actually that I knew Judson was going to be home for Hank's nap. And normally if he's home for Hank's nap, then he takes, I'm like, okay, you go Hank's napping. Y'all, while y'all are playing outside, I'm going to go straighten up. And then I spend the whole time inside cleaning. So today I had it in my mind. I'm like, when he takes a nap, I'm just going to do whatever Judson and Fletcher are doing. It's Saturday. It's going to be fun, whatever. And so I spent his whole nap, (laughs) 
and then got overwhelmed when the time was over because my house was a wreck. <laughs> but I spent the whole time just outside with them, going to check our minnow traps, listening to music, riding around on the golf cart, playing at our neighbor's house, and just being outside playing with them. And not that's not the Lord, but that is a gift from, they are a gift in my life from the Lord. And I don't want to just miss out because I feel like I need to be doing my chores instead of spending time with my husband and my three-year-old playing outside. And so I feel like, like you're saying, like you get in, when you're outside with your kids, you can't do chores right. unless you're raking. Or, I don't <laughs> do outside chores. Um, I was also going to so say. That is so good though. Spending more time helps you be a more present mom, I guess. Right. But I'll also say back to Allie Worthington as always, what do you need right now? And so some days it's okay if during the nap you do need to do chores. Like if that's going to help you with your mental health and help you be a better mom tonight or tomorrow, then yeah. I think that's okay. Yeah, for like sure. Like I don't, I don't think you every single time have to choose outside or you have to choose, you know, I think oh, you yeah. just, it's moment by moment, but it's just real deciding again, what do you need right now? Like what's going to help our family the most right now, mm-hmm. I think is important too. Yeah, for sure. Um, because I'm so a you're Martha. saying I should have been cleaning. <laughs> I no, should not have been I'm just saying that on a day when you do have to stay inside and clean, you don't have to feel guilty. Yes. Um, yeah, about like that the mom guilt for not being right. with them outside. Exactly. Gotcha. Um, but I am a Martha, mm-hmm. and I love a chore. <laughs> Checking them off the list. Um, but anyways, okay, that was good. So, do you have any? Let's just, just go to like. Um, well, I actually, have something else to say. Okay. Well, because you said earlier about the rainbow rice, but you really laughed uh, about uh, it. And I feel like everyone's probably thinking, what was she saying? So you should tell, um, you should say what the rainbow rice is. Can I just, I don't know if I just turned that on. What was that? I don't think it went off. Um, sorry, I something on the soundboard. Okay, so the rainbow rice, you pro- everyone probably knows this. I might just be late to the game about Busy Toddler. It's an account on Instagram, and she just posts, like, really good ideas for busy toddlers, which all toddlers are busy. Um, but in January, she did a, an activity a day, and it's all stuff that you, like, probably have in your house or stuff that you can get really easily like at the dollar store or something that's cheap. And it's just quick activities. Quick as in it's easy for you to do, but it take it'll in, entertain your kids for a while. And um, one of them that I did today was rainbow rice, which was just like using food coloring and vinegar and coloring rice. And I did like a ton. I probably did like 20 cups of rice or something. Oh, my gracious. Because I did six colors. So I did 18. Six colors, three cups of rice per color. So yeah, 18 cups of rice. Um, you just bought a big bulk bag at Walmart or something? Yeah. And it's actually already had a lot of rice, but I bought a little bit more. And you just do white vinegar and food coloring and you mix it into raw rice. And it, dry, it takes like an hour for it to dry. And then you just use it almost like it's a little mini like sandbox or something, but it's rice. So it's a lot easier to clean up. It doesn't stick to them or to your floors. Um, and they just play in it. And today was really fun, except that Sunny wasn't quite the right age. So she just was dumping it out, but it's fine. It vacuumed up very <laughs> easily. Months. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shout out to 18 months old, all the 18 month olds out there listening. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it was just fun activities. And I just feel like for me, cause I already said this, I like to be inside sometimes and getting stuff done. And so it's something that you could, they could do for 30 or 45 minutes in the same room as me. Like they were in the kitchen while I was doing stuff in the kitchens. We were all still together. Um, but they loved it. The boys played with their cars in it, played with measuring cups and funnels and just, I don't know, it was cool. So if you don't follow her account, it's just at busy toddler and she has a ton of good little 
activities and stuff like that. And she's also very like, I do not do an activity every single day. Mm-hmm. She's like, I just have these in my arsenal for all of a sudden there's a day where we're, it's not flowing and I need something. I just pull one of these out and I think that's a good way to do it. Yeah, that's great. I need so it's like a cool that. account. But anyways, that's what I'm loving right now, I guess. What are you loving right now? Well, I was thinking about this before the um, episode, so I wouldn't be like, uh, uh, uh. And I think that one thing I'm loving that I found at Target is this skincare line that's like a clean skincare line that's not that expensive. Um, and it's called like, I would say Naturium or something, N-A-T-U-R-I-U-M. And it's, I love it. I just bought their face wash and their vitamin C serum and it's not that expensive and I feel like I'm using good product which I hope there's no estheticians out there listening because they're probably judging me so <laughs> bad. But um, it's cheap and it's from Target. And English. <laughs> <laughs> it's not super cheap. No, no, I'm just kidding. Like, I'm saying if I was an esthetician, yes, that's exactly. Like, it's like someone telling me that they lo- they're loving their organics or whatever shampoo. <laughs> if you use organics, it's fine. <laughs> um, but there are better things out there, okay, ladies. <laughs> anyways I love it I think that I it just feels clean it feels good and I like using something that's like seems a little bit nicer than like the Neutrogena that I was using before that right and it's kind of a nice little self-care treat yeah like when you're using something good and new that you haven't used before exactly and of course my um also loving and as usual my aisle of paradise self-tanner drops it's aisle of paradise Uh right yeah I do that at night with my moisturizer and and you can get them on Amazon. I figured out for the same cost. Oh, cool! I get and it two day shipping and everything. Um, if y'all haven't used that before, get it. <laughs> but you probably have. I was also gonna say, have you finished watching or have you been watching Safe? Because this is another thing I'm no, loving right now. I fell asleep. Just if y'all, my it. friend Laura told me about this. Harlan Coben is this awesome. um, author who has like eight different series on Netflix, and they're all one season, which is so nice. But he did Fool Me Once, which is the newest one. So good. And then his first one was safe, actually. Okay. And it is so good. But last night, Ethan and I tried to start a new one, and they were all dubbed. They were all in, like, French, dubbed over English, Uh, which I don't mind if it's in another language, but I don't like it dubbed. mm -hmm. I want to just read the subtitles. I don't want the lips not matching and stuff. I can't stand that. So then we turned it off. But y'all should watch. I think Safe is so much. I think it's better than Fool Me Once. Okay, but Fool Me Once was amazing. You and thought? Yes, I absolutely. Ethan loved it. wasn't as into it as I was. Either oh, of those I loved it. Me and Judson, we loved it. But yeah, there's a show for you. And I also just finished um, Heather Gay. She is a Real Housewife of Salt Lake City, a fan favorite, I would say. I just finished her memoir. It was really good. <laughs> if you're into Salt Lake City, I know there's listeners out there who are into it. Um, her memoir was really interesting. I just finished it today, actually. But anyways, okay, that's what we're loving. For sure, Anything else you? Love on the Spectrum season two. <laughs> Hannah's obsessed with Love on the Spectrum. Actually, when we were in Animal Kingdom, Hannah Driscoll, my sister-in-law, um, they started singing Can You Feel the Love Tonight? She's like, this is triggering for me because have you ever seen Love on the Spectrum? Oh. <laughs> she like was teary-eyed thinking about so it. So sweet. Um, it is such a good show. Highly recommend if you're looking for something uplifting, positive, and encouraging. Encouraging. Which positive we all need. <laughs> it's super sweet. That's good. Yes. Okay. You had anything else to add before we I don't wrap think it up? So. I just... Nope, that's it. The Lord loves you. Okay? If you don't hear anything, hear that. He loves you the exact way you are, girls. Thanks for listening, and thank you, Angie and Mama, for reaching out about where we were last week. 
<laughs> um, all right. Have a good week, and we will catch you next Wednesday. Bye.